The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's going on, everybody? Happy Hump Day Wednesday. Well, I'm going to say Hump Day because maybe if it's not Wednesday and you're listening to this, you're still humping. Maybe with someone. <laughs> maybe with yourself. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. It's entirely possible. I hope you guys are having a, a great day, whatever day it might be for you. I am Nick, host of The Vile Files, joined by my producer, Chrissy, who's still not here. <laughs> I'll be back soon. Uh-huh. Riding that. <laughs> Only a couple more days and I'll be back with you, I promise. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Don't be sad. Anyway, we got a uh, great episode today. Uh, two icons, legends. I mean, uh, I Who can't. are now happily married, Daisy Fuentes and Richard Marks. Uh, I, am like, I have like starstruck Richard Marks. Like I couldn't even, I could barely like, I was freaking out the entire time. It's Richard I Marks. I mean, who am I more starstruck by? I'm a guess I'm going to have to probably say Daisy's just because I'm a guy and she's hot. Yeah. And, and when I was in college. The MTV and, VJ. And MTV, it was, it was like. Like I had that? every Richard Marks. V- I still have every Richard Marks VHS tape of every concert he's ever done that he put out. I was obsessed. How many? I mean, it's how many? Scary. How many breakups and 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 love stories has Richard Marks influenced over the I years? Mean, school dances. But then after Amazing. after talking to him and seeing Richard's hair, wow, so huh? good his hair. Fuck, it's good. Oh my so god, good. it's so good. Uh, so they are are a fun, exciting couple. Uh, who. Uh, I mean, they just have such a fun relationship. It was just fun to talk to them, see what they're up so to, talk insight. about their relationship, the success that they've had. Uh, just two fun, down-to-earth people, and I, I couldn't have had more fun talking to them. So yeah. uh, I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. Uh, and uh, before we get to that interview, there's the people's choice that's still voting is going on. I hope that you've been voting every day for your favorite show, only if uh, you know if it's, if it's this For one. the people. I'm going to give this award to you guys, so why don't you just go ahead and vote for yourselves? That would be amazing. And thank you for everyone who's voting and posting about it. And, you, and, here's and they're the thing, doing if 25 already, times a day every day. If you've already voted, it couldn't be more easy to vote every day. It takes maybe a second yeah. to just go to the link and then... So just sorry for begging. Anywho... Um, <laughs> uh, also, uh, Monday, uh, we have a fun... Ask Nick episode with the very talented and lovely Kelly Oxford. Uh, it, she's hysterical on social media. She's also a talented writer and funny and has some great insight on relationships. She joins us for Ask Nick episodes on Monday. And obviously we are, are back better than ever with uh, Claire season, which is off to a dramatic start. And I don't think it will disappoint the rest of the way. So, all right, well, without further ado, legendary Daisy Fuentes. 
Daisy and Richard, how's it going? How are you, Nick? It's going great. I'm doing great. Thanks for joining. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, so you guys are, wait, where are you guys located these days? We are in Malibu. Malibu. Have you, have you been pretty bunkered down since, since quarantine there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've barely left the house, practically. Really? We have not. We actually just, uh, maybe two weeks ago, we went out to dinner just down the street um, at a really kind of not a terribly public place um, sure. for the first time since March. Since March. It was nice. Yeah. It was, it was nice. nice it was nice, and we immediately said we don't ever need to do this again. No, we're, we just wanted to go. We just wanted to get back back to the <laughs> house. As soon as you got there, you just wanted to leave. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of. we met a friend of ours who we love, but and we've had um, maybe two or three times we've had people come over. and We open up. You can't see, but these doors all open up to the beach because we're right on the beach. So you feel kind of like you're outside. You feel like you're it's outside. a little more, and we're still socially distanced and all that. But there's just uh, for us, we're. We, we have not taken this lightly at all. I don't think we've become neurotic about it, but we're, we're, we're erring way on the side of caution. And, well, because and we've got our to. parents and we're taking care of Richard's mom, who's 85 and immune compromised. So we're trying to just be a little extra careful. But we've been really, I think a lifesaver to me has been the fact that we are on the beach and yeah. we can go hiking. And if it wasn't for being near nature, I think I would have lost my freaking mind. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys... How- from the beginning to now, did you guys go through moments of, hey, we're enjoying the peace and quiet of like, hey, well, it's, it's great because like we're supposed to stay at home and I love being at home to like, I need to get the fuck out of here and then back to like settling in. <laughs> has, has it been like, that's how it was for me. Pretty yeah. much. It's, yeah. I think most people have sort of ridden that whole roller coaster of different emotions. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when we decided, I think it was March 7th, uh, we flew back from New York. I was supposed to leave the next day to go do a tour in Europe of 22 shows throughout Europe. And we just shut it all down. Like, I think I was one of the first tours to cancel. And then everybody, within a couple of days, every tour canceled after that. And <clears throat> and for both of us, it's not just that we were busy and then all of a sudden we had to stop. It's that our whole lives, our whole adult lives have been go, 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 travel, 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 Living move, out of move. a bag. Living out of a suitcase. And we, we bitch and moan sometimes when we're on the road because we just want to be, be home. home and be in one place. But then you, you, you get home and a couple of weeks later you're like, like what, what do we do? What the fuck? Like, like what? what? Like, yeah. So I just what, keep what looking over at my bags. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going what on? What do you think, if anything, because this has gone on long enough that you know, the world's going to change I mean, it has changed and it's going to change permanently on some aspects for you guys personally, you know, God willing, let's say six months from now or whatever, there is a, not a cure, but a, what do they call it? A vaccine vaccine. Thank you. Uh, and the world gets back to relatively normal. What do you think you guys, for you guys personally, as a couple, as individuals, won't go back to way, the way you guys used to do things as a result of this kind of new norm that you guys have been, you know, living for the past several months. We've talked about this, actually. I'll let you take this one first. Uh, you know, I think uh, one of the things that I want to hold on to is being home more and having people over and enjoying and just enjoying time with the people who we truly love and miss. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think that we were getting caught up in like you have to go out or you have to go to a big fancy gala or you have to have a big fancy dinner. And it's so not about that anymore. I, I have embraced just simplicity and, it, you know, doing takeout or, you know, making some pasta and not being fancy. And if you're not down with that, then go away. Like, I, I'm not about, like, doing big, fancy, crazy things anymore. You know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. want to be with the people. I want to hug my friends and family. Yeah, for you sure. Know? And just sit and talk. I yeah, think um, I think the other thing is that, um, for, for me, I think I think it's been a, a little bit more of a an adjustment period for me than it has, has been even for Daisy in that, um, when I met Daisy seven years ago, eight years ago, she had figured out a way to really turn off the world when she wanted to, in terms of like going on a vacation, when she would go somewhere or we would go somewhere, she was really present in those trips and and, and unplugging and just being, you know, sitting on the beach or just being in the water or or wherever we were, in Aspen or wherever we would go, she would be completely present no matter how long we stayed. And I was, I would get excited about the idea of unplugging and being quiet and turning off my busy mind. Mm -hmm. But after a few days, I, I I just wasn't, I didn't have the conditioning. Uh, And it took me a while. It took me a while. And now quite good at it. And now I'm really good at it (laughs) to the point where, you know, if I'm lucky enough to go back, to touring and doing concerts a year from now, which is the plan, and next next fall, um, I wonder how much of that will be almost like a new experience for me all over again, and in, in the opposite way, It'll, will it be? I mean, it's going to be exciting, and I can't wait to be able to go back and perform. But I I was used to being on the road for long stretches and being fine with it. Um, but now I think that if, if anything, this has taught me that there is a great balance to be had that I that I didn't have before. Yeah. I mean, especially for for you, Richard, because you're the lifestyle you said, touring, traveling. Most people don't have they don't get to do what you you get to do. Well, and, what do you and, do? What do you do to unwind and to just totally shut your mind down and be present? I, chill out? I relate more to Richard in the sense that my my resting state is still go, 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 go. Like when I don't have things to do, I get anxious or I feel like I'm being unproductive and even when I'm supposed to just be present and enjoying life, being present is probably my greatest weakness that I can probably think of. Yeah. Um, and especially when I'm around loved ones or, or friends to just, you know, just be present and enjoy them. It's, it's, it's a challenge for me. And so, um, it's been something I've really tried to, to get better at, you know? So has this time, sorry, has this time, um, enabled you to find <clears throat> tools, new tools to help you achieve that goal or, or are you still yeah, sort of? Yes and no. I mean, I've been busy, you know, with my, like with work and I've been lucky enough to still do this. And then I, you know, been buy, I bought, you know, I was in the buying a house kind of process and I just bought a process that's kept me busy, which has been nice. There's the flip side of it too. Is this like your home, your home alone and you have more time on your phone, social media, yeah which yeah. is like the opposite of trying to be present. Yeah. present. Um, yeah. <laughs> totally. So I don't know if I've, I've become more conscious 
and self-aware of of it, if, if if that makes sense. I don't know if I've actually improved yet, but I've you know I've I've started to try yeah. to do little things to be mindful of it, or just you know kind of get you know the greatest thing is people around me is almost to kind of give them permission to call me out, you know, hey, like yeah. help me uh. with this, like help me do this. You're not going to be a nag, like I you know. Yeah. I, that, yeah. I, that's right. been helpful for for me to yeah. to tell the people that I want to get help from to just like yeah. hey just if I'm if I'm being a certain way just just check me and that that's been helpful. There couldn't be a better time to be a master at literally whatever you want by the most masterful people and whatever thing you want to be a master. And what I'm talking about is master class. You're at home, you have the free time, you've exhausted everything there is to watch on and all your streaming platforms. Start getting good at things. You know, yeah. whether it's skateboarding, photography, uh, training your dog, uh, cooking, Communication. Uh, negotiating, gardening, uh, Chris Voss negotiation, Tony Hawk skateboarding, uh, Brandon McMillan dog training, uh, Tan France, how to style for everyone. Christine Aguilera singing. Christine Aguilera can teach you how to sing. I mean, well, that's insane. Martin Scorsese. Uh, filmmaking by Martin. I like to call him Martin because I feel so close to him now after taking his class. Yeah, you call Marty. You know how like, you can get really close to your teacher? You're just like friends. Yeah. You're like, that's what's up, I, Marty? I, when I, if I ever run into Martin on the street, I'd be like, hey, teach. What's up? What's that's, how, that's how intimate those classes feel. Um, I've be, been using Masterclass since the, before they've been a, a sponsor of the show. It is really great. It, it makes an amazing gift. Uh, my brother-in-law yeah. really liked him. That's the only thing we've really gotten along uh, on was Masterclass. I'm just kidding. He's fine. I highly recommend you check it out. So get unlimited access to every Masterclass as a Vilefile listener. You get 50% off. An annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's masterclass.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 15% off Masterclass. Be a master. Take a class. Hey, you're on your feet. You're on your feet. You know what? You know what? You want to have more comfortable feet? Have better socks, people. Bombas socks. Yes. I tell you what. People don't care enough for their feet. And they, they, they take for granted the importance of sock wear and fashion. If you if you just get Bomba sock you, socks, you, you'll have more comfortable socks. They will be stylish. They'll be cool. And, and when you get Bomba socks, you're also going to be donating to people who need socks who can't get it on their own. You buy a pair, they give a pair of socks away. They've donated over 34 million pairs of socks nationwide. That's a lot of socks. It's a lot. It's the number one thing people need in shelters is really socks. So it's kind of amazing that they're doing that. Plus, they have these like new athletic socks. And just so you know, I just ordered you some new ones for your mm, wedding. Mm, mm. And the impact is more powerful than ever. Those experience homelessness. These socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that is especially important right now. So have comfortable, kick-ass, stylish socks and be a very generous person by helping those in need with Bombas socks. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash V-I-A-L-L for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's great. Do you find that it gets worse <laughs> or more difficult to do that the more successful you are? 
as opposed to when you were younger and just kind of had the big dreams in your mind of, you know, what life wanted to be. And you were kind of hustling, you know, when you were young and really getting into the groove and then you become successful. Does it make it worse? Uh, For me, I think you could argue that it does because I, I'm so afraid of losing it, you know, Mm -hmm. in a sense. Mm -hmm. So the little, anytime I taste some success, Mm-hmm. Um, my first thought is to try to protect it. I, you know, I, before I did any of this in the entertainment business, I was in sales yeah. and like the mindset. And before sales, I was in sports. Right. And especially for sales, it's like, you know, every month there's a reset button. Doesn't matter sure. what yeah. you did. It doesn't matter what you did. Yeah. You know, your next right. month, you're all back to zero. And there was always that it kept you sharp, but it always was this kind of unsettling feeling. And, that has stuck with me. It helps me sometimes, yeah. but it also yeah. doesn't allow me to really um, enjoy the things I'm yeah. doing. And so that's, you that's know, one something of the I've things, been working on. One of the things that I told Richard in regards to that is that, that I think will work for you and anyone who has had success or has success. You will always have it. You know, this fear of success going away just because you are maybe a little bit less visible doesn't mean you don't have success. Like today, you are the most successful you've ever been in your life. And tomorrow or next week, you'll be even more successful. So even if you're not as busy and you are not um, as visible, no one's going to take that success from you. You know, and like with him, all the hits that he's had, all the success that he, you know, the awards, no one's taking that away from him. You have levels of have being at your peak and you can't maintain mm-hmm. that. And if you try to maintain that state of mind of being at your peak, you're going to go crazy. You will have different levels of, of, of visibility, of success, of being busy, but no one's going to take that away from you. There are also def- different definitions of success, you know, yeah. Yeah. and that. That definitely changes over time as you get older and you gain experience, life experience. And I don't know about you, but Daisy and I have had this conversation many times. Um, I think for both of us, what other people would consider our most successful times of our lives were coincided with, with us being probably the most unhappy we've ever been. You know, when I was, when I, when my career was um, really on fire in terms of like being on, you know, every video was, you know, blasted on MTV and every mm-hmm. single was at the top of the charts and I was touring nonstop and I was, uh, I didn't enjoy it. I was, I was really wrapped up in kind of what you just mentioned. I was just mm-hmm. so obsessed with keeping it going and protecting mm-hmm. it and fearing that it was going to go away that the next thing I knew years would go by and I didn't celebrate any of that great success. I was so caught up in the paranoia of keeping it. Mm -hmm. So in a way you could say, well, yeah, that was a really incredibly successful time, but it didn't feel like it because I wasn't having any fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know what you're, I know what you're saying and that's definitely something I've been, you know, working on. And so, uh, it's, it's nice to, to have you reinforce that, that feeling. Um, is that the same with you, Daisy? Did you, I mean, same well, mentality, was, or you've been always better at that? I, you know, I was Daisy's always known how to have fun. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's different <laughs> because, because, you know, when I was younger, I didn't have this talent that I needed to be 
to be exposed and successful with. I got lucky in that um, I was able to start modeling at a young age, which was something that was kind of a dream of mine when I was, you know, 14 years old. I used to look through the magazines and think, what a wonderful life that must be. So I did get a chance to do that early on. And from there, I quickly jumped onto, you know, an opportunity of a lifetime to do television and quickly got into MTV. So it was very quick. Um, and then I kind of became the it girl, you know, where you're just getting offers and opportunities. And I was on MTV US and I was on MTV in Latin America and I had a show that aired on MTV Europe. So it it was worldwide, like literally in two different languages. And it, it was a lot. So I started getting offers as uh, you know, not just for modeling, but now as a spokesperson. So I had deals with some of the biggest companies, you know, from Revlon to American Express to, I mean, you name it, I, M&Ms. I was doing commercials. I was, I, I had, you know, multi-year campaigns signed and movie offers. And I was just going, 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 going. And I don't remember much of it. And that's the problem. It wasn't like yeah. I was trying to achieve a certain goal, like, oh, I want to be the most famous. My, my goal was never to be the most famous person. But like you, I thought, oh, this is going to be the last offer I get. This is going to be the last job I get. And I was so busy going from one thing to the next and just working, working, working that I don't remember much of my life from, you know, over a decade. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is kind of bizarre. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's it's time always. It's like it seems like it moves so fast and then yeah. slow at the same time. All depending on your your frame of mind. It's, it's I wish of- I'd paid attention more. <laughs> I wish I'd been more present and remembered more things and just yeah. Because yeah, I, you just I I forgot a lot of it. It's I, just I, like I I get hotels mixed up with the cities and people mixed up with jobs and it's just a, a big mess in my mind of like over a decade <laughs> can i ask you a question daisy i'm yeah. curious just because i'm latin but you are also like the first latin vj like the first latin girl for revlon like yeah. you were became so iconic for being this representation that people didn't see all the time yeah. so was yeah. there your pressure there as well that you felt like you had to do everything because you were representing <clears throat> I, I always just had a really great work ethic, so I didn't think of that so much. You got to remember when I first started, the word crossover didn't even exist. So I didn't know what was going on or what it was going to become. I just had a really strong work ethic. So I think that that probably automatically translated into the authenticity of just doing the right thing and being yourself and representing yourself the right way. But I was too young to even know who I was or what I wanted to stand for. So I just focused on the work and got lucky enough to be able to to do something that eventually became really groundbreaking for our community, for Hispanics in this country, you know, to be able to to do that crossover that very few people have done even today. Yeah. Are, do you still um, like with any like young Latin women or are, do you like pride yourself in being a role model in that space or do you do you have people reach out to you as kind of from an inspirational standpoint? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I, I do. And I, I don't necessarily see myself as a role model. But if anybody can um, take anything from my experiences or from my life lessons, then I, that's great. I mean, I know I love hearing from people who who I admire, who I think have done 
great things, whether in their life personally or in their careers. So I, yeah, I, I hope I, I can, my life lessons or some of the things that I've done can inspire some young women to take over. That's great. I was uh, listening to your guys' podcast, Tequila Talk, on, on the way in, <laughs> and um, it was it was pretty evident of listening to it is you guys just seem to have a lot of fun together. You just we really kinda, do. You just kind of really riffed. Do. And what I guess is maybe, I don't know, maybe it is unique. I don't know if it's unique, but you always, you go to, you know, when people would go to restaurants, how many times you see like the couples just like sitting at a dinner table, like staring at each other or their food. And here you guys are creating a a podcast out about it. You guys are clearly having fun with one another. (laughs) I'm assuming it's not just when you're recording a podcast, but. No, it's only uh, then. It's only that one hour. (laughs) You just save it. We really, actually, we, I don't see you in between. Yeah, that's how you do it, huh? I'm not, <clears throat> I don't really care for her terribly. <laughs> oh, we uh, have too much fun. You know, so you got to remember that we only met in our 40s, okay? Well, that's so what we I- both come with an entire <laughs> lifetime behind us that we're still catching up with. It's amazing. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about, Daisy. You were um, pretty outspoken about uh, not wanting to get married again. Uh, when, Boy, when, was Richard, she ever. when Richard <laughs> yeah. proposed to you and you know so much of the people who call in the show when we do our ask episodes and ask for advice and I always try to it's so hard to to get people to understand perspective you know when no matter what age you are it's something mm-hmm. I've kind of learned that I really lacked when I was younger but the fear of taking risks as we get older in life or the fear of quote-unquote starting over and it's something I really try to you know, talk about in terms of like, you know, it's never too late, et cetera, to try new things. You know, here yeah. I was, I, I changed my career completely, a career that I quite liked and I was happy with, right. but I didn't know if I loved it. Right. And I just wondered if there was maybe something more in my early to mid thirties, you know, for people who have breakups, who have divorces and they, they feel like, well, this is it for me. I might I'm just it's over. I had my my shot. Like what do you guys say to that? And, you know, speci- specifically Daisy, why did you think to yourself, I don't want to get married? Was it because that you Yeah, why why was that and what has changed obviously with your your marriage with Richard? I have been sleeping like a baby on my Helix mattress. I tell you what, no bullshit. It is the most comfortable mattress <laughs> I've ever slept on uh i took this quiz it it, it was like a, i don't even like calling it a quiz because quiz sound long and hard and this was simple and easy <laughs> and it took like a minute uh i'm a side sleeper uh they they match the the, the i i don't the midnight like, one nothing has touched my body better than their mattresses i'm just gonna be honest with you well listen uh, all it, the ladies out there hear that <laughs> sorry ladies this this helix mattress knows my body better than you it's cold. Also, right it's award-winning. Uh, GQ and Wired magazine named it best overall mattress of 2019 and 2020, and the year's not even over yet. Ha! Huh, they've already won this year. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, if you like soft mattresses, firm mattresses are right in the middle. Doesn't matter if you're a side sleeper, back sleeper, you're asleep on your stomach. Whether you sleep hot, whether you sleep cold, Helix mattress 
mattress has it for you. They ship it right to your house. Again, it's matched perfectly. Um, I don't know. I love it. Helix Sleep is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L for up to $200 off. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. I mean it. You know what I like better than the most things? I like sounding smarter than I actually am. I really do. I don't know if that surprises <laughs> my audience, but it's a true story. And you know what? You know what? A lot of us, we love drinking wine. We do. And we, there's so much about wine, and we know this, and we don't know. We all like to pretend we know a lot about wine. And I yeah. tell you what, Bright Cellar's new friend of show is actually making me smart. I don't even have to sound smarter than <laughs> I am because they don't only offer you amazing wine with their personal subscription box. They give you information about the wine that you're getting. I, I went on their website. I took this quiz, very easy, told them what I like, the things, the styles I like, the flavors I like, and they matched me with these amazing wines. And I opened them up and I was like, oh, I love this wine. It's amazing. And then and I bet know, it looks nice in your new house too. It looks great on my wine wall. I don't know if you guys noticed this on my house. It's, <laughs> it's really quite nice. Uh, tasting profiles, what to pair it with, serving temperature. I sound like a I, I sound like a sommelier, right? Yeah, the wine I can't education wait, cards. I, I can't wait till I start having dinner parties and I just start going off. So if you want to sound like a sommelier and have delicious wines delivered right to your door that are perfect for you, so get Bright Cellars because it's amazing. Bright Cellars is the personalized wine subscription company that matches you to wines based on your taste. Visit brightcellars.com slash V-I-A-L-L and you will get 50% off your first six bottle box. Use the discount link. You'll find it in the description of the episode to get your first six bottle Bright Cellars box for 50% off. Well, I thought I didn't want to get married. I'd been married when I was really young for four and a half years. And then I went on to have a few long-term relationships that were fine until they weren't anymore. Um, and I just thought I was at a place in my life where I was so content with everything that I had built uh, in my life and around my life with my friends, my family, my home, that I thought, I'm so good. Like, this is just fine. Whoever mm -hmm. wants to come into my life is great <coughs> because I do love being in a relationship. And I was realizing from all of my experiences and from my friends' experiences that good things don't last. And there is no such thing as a perfect relationship. So, yes, I was a little jaded in that respect. But... I was still very open to mm -hmm. to meeting someone. And the relationship that I ended up having with Richard was almost like that fairy tale relationship that I kept envisioning in my mind, thinking, well, I'm not going to have one of those relationships unless it's that relationship. You know, other than that, I'm just going to go with the flow and it's, it's going to be a relationship until, you know, my, my vibe is you know, screwed and then you can leave. So you're welcome to come into my life. You're welcome to leave. Just don't block the fucking doorway. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that. I, I mean, so, so when Richard came in, into my life, I, I was just like, he's almost too good to be true. So I gave him a little bit of a hard time mm -hmm. because I thought he was too good to be true, but he ended up being exactly who he said he was. And then I thought, you know, by the time he asked me to get married, I, I thought, 
I never wanted to get married, but I would totally want to be married to you. Mm. You know, so it's it's different, and and it, I found that it doesn't. You don't really get into that place unless you have created a life for yourself that you're truly totally. happy with. And if you're not, nobody else is going to come in and be truly happy with you and your life if you're not. And I it's know. a lot of pressure it, to put on anybody to make you happy. You have to be happy and in a good place. It really is. I mean, and <laughs> I, I mean, I really loved how you said, don't block my fucking doorway. I think that's what we're going <laughs> to title this episode. No, it's great, though. But what would you say to, I mean, it's such a cliche question, but. If you could think of young Daisy, early Daisy, and like what you said was unique, but it's been said before. You said it in a very creative way, but you, you talk about just being comfortable with being single, comfortable with who you were, right? And I love what you said. It's just like, I don't even like that you, well, I don't like that you said jaded because I don't think I'm jaded. I think I'm, I'm realistic or more self-aware. And like I said, I don't think you're jaded because you were still open. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like, I, I'm just not like desperate. I don't need to be with someone. Yeah. I'm not going to label myself if I'm single in a negative way. I'm still yeah. going to, I'm going to do my thing. What I don't is need it, but I'll have it if it's great. And yeah. then, like you said, I think it sounds like that's what allowed you to meet someone like Richard. Yeah, but the the jaded part comes in when I look back, yeah. I can realize I was jaded because that perfect relationship that I wanted and I wasn't going to settle for anything less I was sure didn't exist and it does exist and my idea of a perfect relationship is different than your idea of a perfect relationship and the next person's idea of a perfect relationship so it's really about figuring out what your deal breakers are what are you not going to negotiate for yourself and for your life and and that don't settle for anything less and those terms are going to be different for everyone yeah. What What about you, Richard? Where, you mean you, you, your relationship with Daisy is not your first. Did you ever have uh, moments of jadedness or were, were you always pretty optimistic about your relationship life? I think it was a little trickier for me in that I, I married my first wife when I was really young. Um, we met when I was 19 or 20. We got married when I was 20 three, 24, started having kids right away. Um, we were married for a long, long time. I have nothing but good things to say about my ex. Um, really fine person. And I think that like, probably like most other long marriages, which ultimately, um, make the choice to end. It's really just a case of you grow not even necessarily apart, but you just grow in different directions. Or Mm -hmm. you realize that, especially once you've raised your kids and once it's really just the two of you again, decades later, you go, wait, this isn't, like, I want to do this, 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 and this. I think this way and this way and that way. And the other person is has changed as well, right? And so it was not an acrimonious kind of thing. It was just we realized that um, what we, uh, and I won't speak for her, but I realized that what I wanted was not necessarily even attached to another partner. It was, it was that I wanted a different kind of life for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, a, it was a really difficult time, obviously, um, getting divorced after all those years. And, and, you know, the funny thing is that even though I had met Daisy... Uh, and I always thought Daisy was amazing. I mean, back, you know, decades ago, I had a crush on her like everybody else did. But I had met her 
And she was one of the first, she was really the first person who I went on a date with after, I, after I'd been married for a hundred years. And it was such a cliche in a way because I immediately fell madly in love with her. Like the minute I sat down at a dinner table with her and spent a few hours talking to her, I became completely, as my mother used, loves the word, besotted. That's a great, that's a great old classic word. Okay. I became completely infatuated and besotted with Daisy. And it was, it was too much for her. At one, at like, she was like, dude, you just, you just got divorced like 10 seconds ago. <laughs> and now it's like all about me. And she, and she was seeing the sort of cliched warning signs. Um, and so she was the one that made sure that we took it really slow, even to the point where she broke up with me for a while. Like she wouldn't see, we stopped seeing each other for a little while because she, she knew that if we were to just forge ahead with this, that I would not have the perspective that I needed to create a space where this exists, you know? Sure. Yeah. She, she, in, in a sense, almost forced me to, the way she described her life that was so poetic and that you responded to, she basically was saying to me, you need to do that for yourself. Like you find need out who you are as a single man. Yeah, you need to be... You need to date and you need to do I made this. him go out and date. I don't know what I was thinking, but I did. Yeah. I, I think that's great. I mean, it's, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing, it's so hard. What you have, Daisy, obviously, is what so many of us lack is kind of that inner courage or strength to just yeah. accept how things will play out. Obviously, have confidence yeah. yourself. It's hard in a dating situation. How many times do we, it's like we know what we're supposed to do. We know we're not supposed to like text them when, you know, or on their whatever it is or or show up or or we're, we know we're not supposed to post the the sappy, pathetic thing on social media that makes us look sad and pathetic, pathetic. But in that moment, we think it's going to let that person know how much we miss them. Like it's so hard to do. And yet Daisy had this strength to say, I don't know how this is going to play out but this is what you need to do. And if it works out, you'll be back, you know, here yeah. for me. It's just so hard to do. And, and Daisy obviously had the ability to do that. But I think that's but Nick, great that you did that. Nick, yeah. the, 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 I think the most important uh, fact, which needs to be, I think it, it's important in this conversation to really spell it out, is that what that decision that Daisy made at that time created was also a surefire um, sort of way of proving that neither of us had an agenda with each other in terms of, well, certainly we had, our circumstances were really unique. We, you know, we met later in life. Mm -hmm. Daisy was incredibly successful. Uh, she didn't need anything from me. She didn't need financial support from me. She didn't need, you know, she'd been through enough relationships and learned enough about relationships as she described where she knew she didn't need someone in her life to make her happy. She'd carved out a really great life for herself what I needed to do was be in that place where I wasn't needing someone. Um, and so when you slowly but surely remove every possible agenda, and I, and I know that that has such a bad connotation, but most relationships have, even in the most loving relationships, there's an agenda attached. Sure. Either it's someone who really wants to have a family or somebody who really wants to feel... Uh, safe and taken care of and all that really wants to get married when you get rid of all that shit and you're only together purely because you just want to be with that person 
that's why I think this works yeah. so far. I mean, we, you know, yeah. we're still kind of new. We'll be married five years at the end of the year, but you know, I feel like we've done this one right. And, um, and I think it's because we are so happy independently that it just makes us yeah. 10 times happier together. And we're still aware that this could not work at some point. And then, you know, I don't want him to feel like he's stuck with me if he's no longer happy or in love. You know, you have no, to be I, aware. I love that you guys that are saying end. that. Yeah, because it's something I've recently, especially with a lot of our, our callers, and it sounds counterintuitive, but I've been really kind of advocating to people just like, you know, every I actually had a, I had a friend call for, for dating advice. It's actually someone who was on the show. And I was talking to him and I was like, I'm not saying you need to break up with this person. I'm saying you, you're, he, he was saying, I know this is finally my, I finally found my person. I know it's her. Right. And then he would immediately follow it up by saying, well, I don't know if I like this and she does this and I'm unhappy with mm-hmm. this. And I was like, listen, yeah. you need to accept the possibility that she's not your person. I'm not saying right. she isn't, but like, I think that will yeah. make you, that will free you up yeah. to like making clearer decisions about what you yeah. need or how you feel and we yeah. too many of us are in relationships being unwilling to consider the possibility that this isn't the match that we decided right. to tell ourselves early on and then immediately making excuses for the person we're with while all all while feeling unhappy and so here you are you guys are just like i don't know we'll see and clearly you guys are super happy with each other yeah. but every day that goes by you're just like i'm not i'm not going to tell myself and convince myself I'm happy. I'm just going to let myself be happy and yeah. you guys are happier for it. I, you know, I, I think that's, yeah. that's, that's great. And also how you said about your friend who, who's saying, well, you know, this is my person. I'm really into her, but then there's this that I don't like. And then there's that I don't like. And, and, but you know, nobody's perfect. We're all looking for someone to be so perfect. Yeah. And I think it's so great to let people be exactly who they are as long as you know what your deal breakers are and this person meets that, let that person be flawed in all their glory and learn, let them learn what they need to learn. And we all need to look at ourselves and be like, well, I don't like this so much about myself. How can I change that? How can I improve this about myself? Like, don't worry about the other people, like fix yourself. You you know what I mean? (laughs) You have to be realistic in that, you know, I mean, it's nearly impossible to find someone as perfect as me. <laughs> yes, it's true, honey. But you did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. But you've but accepted that reality, yeah. And I found her. Right. Well, with that, with that hair, Richard, it's hard to. I mean, do, do you do you have a hair routine? As someone who has curly oh, hair. Oh dear lord! I'm just gonna go get a drink now. My hair routine? Did you just call it a hair routine? Do you have one? I don't know. Is this is this this, this God's oh. gift or this I mean, is it's God's tr- gift? Wow. He is- actually complains about this. He's like, I, I, it's just so curly. I'm like, oh, will you just shut up? What is wrong with you? Yeah, right. but like, oh, wait. Day, it was like kind of like the fluffy like Richard. My first four concerts in life were Richard Bark concerts. Oh my God, uh, I love so- that. Yeah, Wilson Phillips and Richard Martin. But it was definitely more of like a fluffy mullet. Oh, so big I time. Feel like this, I feel like this is a good look. 
Well, he actually says, I don't know. I feel like my hair is just not as full as it used to be. I, I'm like, if it was any fuller, that's I mean, what? Not, that's insulting to so many men out there. That's just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I have no it's like, hair oh my routine. god, my hair. I don't know what to do yeah, with all of my hair. My so I'll tell you what my hair routine was this morning. <laughs> if you really want to know, I woke up about an hour before this and I put some, I, I didn't even wash it, I just put some conditioner in it. And I shook my head like a dog, <laughs> and I put a little bit of this stuff that the guy that he hasn't cut my hair in eight months or something, but he gave me this little uh, this cream. little cream that's like curl because my hair is really curly, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I the wanted, guy he went I, to go. He, sorry, he went to go get a haircut. Oh and yeah, the guy, this is funny. He hadn't seen his guy so I was in cut seven it. or eight months, and he was going to cut it because he was going to do this. He I did was a TV record thing. a TV thing. And the guy saw him, didn't recognize him. And when he realized it was him, he was like, I, I can't cut your hair. I'm not cutting you can't your hair. Cu- I'm not cutting it. I'm not, so I won't. Cut I won't it. cut it your hair. Genius. You see, you know how many assholes I have come in here that want that? Yeah. No, I mean, you're, I'm one of those assholes. You know? <laughs> like, I really wanted you to be like, you know, every morning I wake up at 5.50 a.m. and I walk up the mountains in Malibu and I cut down the specific tree and then I drain the sap from it and I rub it in my hair. And then I would be like, okay, fine. If I really wanted to wake up that early, I could have hair like that. But you're telling me it's not possible. Dude, there's no. I'm just really super lucky, especially at 57, to still have any hair, let alone this much. So I'm Uh, very blessed. How did you guys meet, by the way? Twitter. Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, that makes sense. Your Twitter game is is strong, Richard. On fire. Well, this is is years ago. um, We... We, you know, because a lot of times you'll you'll meet someone be, through Twitter because you both follow a common account. And um, Martha Quinn, who was one of the original MTV VJs, she and I started following each other when I joined Twitter years ago. And unbeknownst to me, Daisy followed Martha. And one day, Martha and I were having this kind of funny back and forth on Twitter, and Daisy saw it in her feed, and she commented on it. And she said something like, oh, my God, you guys are giving me the sweetest 90s flashback or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I saw it in, in, my, in my feed and I was like, oh, my God, Daisy Fuentes. What does she look like now? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. She looks better than she's ever. Oh, my God. She's so gorgeous still. Um, but then I started. So then I started following her and I realized that. Just like I used to think about her years ago when I would see her do interviews and I would see her on MTV, you know, her beauty, her physical beauty is so obvious. But I remember always thinking that there was something so cool about her. Like, I remember thinking, aside from being super hot, I bet she's a great hang. I bet she's just really fun. And then when I started to read her her tweets and follow her on Twitter, I started to think she's really smart and she's really cool. And then, you know, years later when we finally did meet, um, we already sort of knew each other a little bit through Twitter. Um, But that's, you know, it's weird. For as much as we can give Twitter a bunch of shit for the cesspool that it is, (laughs) it has provided me with the the greatest relationship of my entire life and also a couple of other friendships that wouldn't have happened had Twitter not existed. Well, that's great. Did you slide it? You didn't slide into her DMs. You follow each other. He sure did. I sure did. You did. did. I mean, That's not great. not initially, but just like what did what did eventually. 
What did you say? Or I, wait, it was you, really innocent. It was a great line. It was like, "Hey, I'm having this concert. I'm doing this. This <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Hi, this I'm live. a I'm a rock star. What are you doing <laughs> <Yeah>. Friday? <laughs> I'm doing this live tape thing at the Grammy Museum in LA. I'm coming in for just a couple of days. Would love to invite you to the show. Well, so he he pulled his rock star status, and it works. <laughs> hey, no shame. So, so that, that is awesome. yeah, that's how that's how we met, and then um, but then we took it pretty slow. Yeah. You know, we mm-hmm. like I said, we saw each other for a little while and then we stopped seeing each other for a while and then yeah. we picked it back up again and by the time you know that was a year into having yeah. met and you still weren't living in la although you came a lot to la a lot right. you so you know we would see each other we would go out to dinner and it was it was nice because it was nice and slow yeah and then when did you decide to propose richard and it's i mean well, if i saw the end it was you 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 just kind of took a leap of faith you didn't you didn't totally. check in no. Yeah. In fact, I think that we had gotten to the point where um, we were not technically living together, but we were pretty much, to, we were together sure. every night. Um, but she still had her house and I had my house and we would kind of go back and forth. And and it, we'd been together pretty like solidly for, I'd say, nine months, ten months. Um, and one of the reasons that it never even, it, it was never really in my mind that much because like you'd said at the top of the the show you know daisy had made it pretty clear that she was i wouldn't say anti-marriage but that the idea of getting married was, was not like, on why? her radar why like what's the like, point why would and, someone and, like us and frankly i having just come out a couple of years before of a very long marriage that was not on my radar either it was like i just want to enjoy this relationship for whatever it is you know and she went with me i was performing in singapore and i had a private show there on a Saturday and then a public show at a beautiful uh, venue the following Saturday. So in between we went to the Maldives because it's a, it's a pretty easy trip to get there. And we'd always wanted to go to the Maldives and we love traveling together. That's the other thing. If you find out really early on in your relationship <laughs> that you travel well together, that's, that's a, a big, big sign, big sign. And so we went and had this incredible, beautiful, romantic week in the Maldives and came back to Singapore. I remember we were seeing a bunch of people getting married there. There was like right. a wedding every day. And I would be like, oh, look how pretty. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, look, they're getting married. Oh, that's so sweet. And then we'd be like. And she would sometimes go, what the fuck are they thinking? Like, what? Why? Why? <laughs> and so we go back to Singapore. I do my concert. And we're going to fly home to L.A. the next day. And we're up late at night. We're having room service. And we just ended up having this conversation about marriage. And I saw a shift in her tone about it. And I, it, and it's, at one point I said to her in this conversation, I said, you know, if I knew you were, you actually felt this way about marriage, I probably would have asked you before now. And she went, are you asking me now? And I <laughs> and went, he froze. and I froze because not because like, oh shit, I'm caught or anything like that. I froze because I thought shit. I don't want to freak her out because I totally sure. wanted to marry her. Yeah. But I thought she's going to f- like if I so I it was really one of those like, you know, does my how does my ass look in these pants? You know, like. <laughs> so, so I was like in between a martini sip and with French fries in my yeah. mouth. It was after your show. We're in pajamas and like I'm like because it kind of sounds like you're asking. I don't know. I'm just saying. And <laughs> she said something like. You know, I mean, I I might feel differently about it than I used to, 
kind of like that. It was just like she, I left the window a little. She left open. the window a little open, and I just thought. I wasn't wow. as jaded anymore. I wasn't like, that, you know. Yeah, well, for you, it almost sounds like yeah. it was more that you were like, yeah, I totally will. So <laughs> we, let's just say we landed, you know, on a Monday afternoon. Tuesday morning, I called my mom, who I adore and who adores Daisy. And I said, um, hey, I need you to take a ride with me. I'm going to go into Beverly Hills and get a ring and ask Daisy to marry me. <laughs> and she was so excited. So we went, I went the next day and I got a ring. And then the day after that, I proposed. You can imagine my shock when I saw that ring. Well, like, I saw an interview. Shock. You said you, you hyper, you said you hyperventilated <laughs> before you said, I just, I remember saying, just breathe, breathe. Like, what is, Cause is that I remember where, saying, and I remember saying to her, there's no wrong answer. Okay. Good. Yeah. Like it would, and it was really true. If she'd said, "Look, I I love you and I love hanging out with you, but I don't want to get married," I would have been okay with that. I mean, I would have been a little disappointed, but it would have been okay because, and maybe we would have gotten married later. But um, it worked out where she just kind of took. She jumped. She took the leap. Have you, Richard? You you seem like an incredibly obviously easygoing, chill guy. Is that always the case in every aspect of your life? And have you always been that way? <clears throat> no, I, 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 in fact, I, I would say that most of the people who've known me the longest would not describe me as chill. Um, up until the last five years or six years of my life, I, one thing that's really interesting is, and I, I take it as like maybe the greatest compliment I could get is that people who have known me for 30 years, 40 years have said to me, you're like a different guy. You're like a different person. And they mean it in a really nice way in that. Sure. I'm just much more relaxed and I'm much more happy and I'm much more um, at ease with my own neurotic brain. And you I think I, mean? I want like, yeah, no, I think I want to grow up to be Richard Marks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really amazing thing to feel like you, you've really flipped the script at, yeah. at, a, st at a stage of your life where you go, yeah, there's, you recognize the things that we're not serving you well in your life and you make this and you make the change yeah. and and we've been helping each other with that i mean obviously um the the big catalyst was daisy and um and and way beyond just falling in love with her and and the romance of and the the hotness mm. of it it's the it's what i've learned from her as a person i have so much respect for her opinions and her brain and um i just feel like the luckiest dude ever oh that's sweet um, yeah, you sound so down to earth and someone who's basically been a rock star his whole life. That seems to be an incredible feat in itself. Most people like you see people who are rock stars or famous people and you just kind of, you just assume they're not normal. You know, you're just like, ah, well, they're probably their own in their own world and not down to earth. And you accept that. And then talking right. to you, it's just like, you could be my neighbor in Wisconsin you know, right. be like, oh, it's no, fine, it's chill, it's whatever, man. That that part of me has always been that way, I think. That's and cool. that's always been a... I've, and another great thing about Richard is that he's a spectacular dad. He's just an extraordinary dad, which is also very sexy. How, <laughs> how have you always been... Like, so knowing that you're always able to do that, Richard, is, I mean, it takes some self-awareness and the ability to check yourself. You can have all the friends around you, but... How have you been able to do that? I mean, you must have made that a priority to stay grounded throughout your life. 
Yeah. Well, I, I started with my parents. You know, I had incredible parents. I still have my mom, luckily, and my dad was an incredible influence on me as well. Um, and they, um, they somehow always gave me incredible support and fueled my confidence, but never bullshitted me and would always call me out nice. if I was out of line. But you also have always lived a very um, uh, well-examined life, which I think is important yeah. for all of us to really examine where we are in life and how we can be better, how we can improve, you know, what we love or don't love about ourselves. And you've always been very much that way, self-analytical. Yeah. I think you have to be. Yeah. It's crucial. I, I, I would agree. I mean, I really, I think that's great. I mean, I, re I really relate to that. Uh, I mean, as, as happy and amazing you, as you guys are, every couple has its challenges. Every couple fights a little bit. What are the things that you guys get on each other's nerves about and how do you guys deal with it, uh, embrace mm -hmm. it? Or, or is it just that magical that you haven't had that yet? No, no, no. We, but I'll tell you this. One thing, and I think it is a, a function of meeting somebody later on in your life mm -hmm. and after you've had relationships and especially in our case where, like I talked about, there's no agenda. So th there's less to argue about in terms of like raising kids or finances or any of that stuff that is a pretty, those, that typical list of couple Bullshit. grievances, you know? Sure. So first of all, there's so little for us to argue about. Um, I'm a little bit controlling. I mean. And, and Richard has. I have a phobia of a phobia of anyone <laughs> telling him what to do even if it's like a, oh close the refrigerator door you left it open don't tell me what to do <laughs> not, kind of thing where it's i've funny. told you a hundred billion times not to exaggerate <laughs> um, so you're afraid of people to like tell that. you what to do and you like to tell people what to do and yet you're yes and I, 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 i'm like I, i'm like look that's just what i do it's not personal just let me fucking tell you what to do yeah you don't have to do it just let she me will sometimes yes. the, sometimes when i'll go oh my god like seriously that's really fucking annoying this is something i've been doing my entire life and she'll go i know but i love you and you're doing it wrong <laughs> yeah I, that's something i've found about myself uh that i even when i date now it's just like there's a difference between listen i always want to get better i want to be self-reflective and self-aware as well as just knowing who you are. Just yeah, like, yeah. hey, if you're going to date me, there's just a couple things about me that, yeah. hey, listen, I'll try my best to, to work on, but there are sure. limits to how, how good I'm going to be at. And I don't right? want to pretend to be someone I'm not. And just exactly. a heads up. You can't. You know, when we're you younger, can't. it's just like we'll spend a year just like fighting every, you know, common feeling do you have just to pretend that we're good at things we're terrible at you know it's yeah. just like yeah. yeah i'm terrible at that i i'm i suck yeah. i i don't know like you can i'll try but if if this is a non-negotiable for you we should just stop now because this is exactly. who i am and that's exactly. a very liberating feeling yeah. yeah it is exactly all right well before i let you guys go are you guys up for uh playing a a, a fun game sure Okay. All right. We usually play this game called Do You Know Me? But since there's both of you and you guys are relatively newlyweds, I thought we'd kind of do a Do You Know Me newlywed game version where I'll ask you some questions. Chrissy and I will guess uh, the, you know, who's does what better or who, you know, you guys get the gist of it. 
Um, sure. So don't, I'll ask the question, don't answer right away. And so instead of you guys figuring out if you guys know each other well, you guys can fight or get along. But Chrissy and I are going to decide who does what better, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. So do you know me with Daisy and Richard? All right. Newlywed style. Newlywed-ish. <laughs> All right. Question number one. Who is a better driver? Hmm. Well, currently I'm going to say Daisy because Richard only has one hand. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, For so driver? many other reasons. I, I'm, I feel like they're both going to say themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you're right that's what i think <laughs> all right all right go ahead i'm a better driver no she's not i, I, totally <laughs> I, I no, nailed that Listen, richard richard is so good at so many things but he can't park for shit my parking <laughs> is off has gotten over over the years my parking my parallel yeah. parking has yeah. deteriorated meanwhile i can parallel park an 18 wheeler i'm she, just saying she can with she's one got hand. me she's got me on well, the parallel yeah. park. That, i'll be honest richard that sounds like daisy is a better driver because parking is part of driving it's kind whatever of major. whatever yeah. kind of a kind of a big deal if you don't know where to put the car when you're done with it <laughs> look if i if i don't have to stop anywhere i'm a better driver <laughs> right sometimes he'll park and you can fit another car between the sidewalk yeah. and where his car is. i'll give it I'll richard give it marks all gas and no brakes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right question number two who is better at apologizing first or or who is it better better at admitting they're wrong or or not making an argument um last longer than it otherwise should i'm gonna say daisy's better at that than richard i have a reason why though yeah go for it what's your reason well first i want to get an answer that my 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 mine is daisy will be quicker to apologize I don't even apologize, but like won't or won't 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 want. Richard likes a better. Like Richard likes to debate longer, is what I'm saying. I like. I think he likes I'm a good gonna, debate. I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm gonna say Richard. Okay. Richard is the one who's like so. Well, enamored. I mean, we, you guys, you you've distorted both, the you're question. Both yeah, you're, you're right. Question. We did well. I so I, if the question is who is better at apologizing and taking responsibility for being wrong in a situation if that's the question who would you say you okay i would agree oh well but, they both they both felt, okay but but who likes to debate and prolong an argument as long as okay. possible i'll say richard yeah <laughs> right here. i was listening i was listening to your pod, podcast and you guys were talking about uh virgins and and how long, like how many virgins in the world like die virgins? And, oh, right. and, and Richard said, I, I bet that number is much larger than you would think. I bet it's a huge number. And then <laughs> Daisy looked it up on the internet. And I think the answer was something like 0.3% was the answer. And without hesitation, Richard goes, well, see, 0.3% and relative to the population of the world is obviously a huge <laughs> number. And I'm just like, that's the most bullshit argument in the world. But you said yes. it without hesitation and with such yeah, confidence absolutely. that if you're not paying attention, it would just be like, oh, yeah, totally. 
Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Spot on, by the way. That was. I I also, Richard, I really appreciated that because I, I like, (laughs) like you, I was like, you know, talent knows talent, you know? Right. Well, Ah. look, and also just to, just to put a point on it, I am, when I know that I'm wrong and it's clear that I'm wrong, I don't have a problem saying I no, have you fucked have up. a huge problem. I was wrong, <laughs> but that's only going to happen after I've exhausted every possibility yeah. of getting out of being wrong. Yeah, totally. I, I totally agree with you, Richard. I have yeah. no problem admitting I'm wrong, but you need to ah. explain to me why I'm wrong. I'm not just going to exactly. offer that up. And I'm not wrong no, 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 just because no. you say you, I'm wrong. You need to understand why you're wrong <laughs> it's very different yeah i need to under thank oh. you i need you to explain it to me like i'm a four-year-old child yes uh who is better at uh folding laundry oh mm. i'm gonna say um richard just because i think it would be fun <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of similarities with Richard and it's fully laundry for me laundry. is the the worst thing in the world yeah. I could possibly do. So I'm I'm I by default it. gonna say Daisy. Daisy. Yeah, I'm much better. Daisy. Okay. It would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watch videos on the best way to fold shit and get it right. Yeah, Who- I was in retail. I can do jeans like no you got a jean closet. Yeah. I'm coming in there. Yeah, cool. yeah, like with the pocket with the with the label. Yes, the Daisy's, yeah, Daisy's. Yeah, that's weird because I am I'm a Virgo and she's a Scorpio, but she's much more meticulous about those kind of things than I am. Huh. Ah, yeah. Virgos and Scorpios are supposed to be really good together. Anyway, oh okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who is better at technology? Hmm. We've had some technical difficulties for the show. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I don't know if you guys see, I don't, I don't know if one, I don't, no one seemed particularly worse or better than the other. I'm going to say maybe Richard because he's in a studio all the time and doing yeah. videos. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm going to say Richard's maybe better only because maybe he's dealing with it on a day-to-day basis, basis with the music career. I would say yeah. that's dead on. I would yeah, say that right. I am better at technology than she is, but not by much because... It's just that I'm aware I, I use different apps and I use different I have to deal with different things than she does. So, so yeah. she, I guess the answer would be how she'll come to me and say, hey, can you figure this out for me much more than I I'm, I, I can do it. I'm, I'm fine really with it. With but it, if though. there's someone in the room who's also good, I will let them do it. Yeah, which is awesome because <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> Final question. Who is the better cook? Daisy's really Daisy. This, is so, this, is, this whole fucking thing is so skewed. It's so skewed towards Daisy. Chris, Chrissy wrote these questions, Richard. Yeah, I, so I think the next question is going to be who has better pitch. Yeah, how about that? Well, there was yeah. there no who can sing better. <laughs> who has perfect pitch? There I think was that's there, the next well, question. The, the, well, she also wrote the question who's a better dancer, and I was just like, well, I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> wow. You never know. Richard could have some moves. 
Who has he better? Does, just who not has, on the dance floor. Who has better hair? And Daisy, you have flawless hair. She Amazing does. hair. But She's like, I don't know. I think I lost that That's one the too. Thing. The whole thing is skewed because like, no, no, I, Richard. I have amazing hair, but she has better hair. No, no Richard. You no, hair. you have better hair. I mean, just yeah, by. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You're a 57 year old yeah. man who has the hair of like a 16 year old woman. <laughs> it's <laughs> 16 year old girl. Whatever. 16 year old. <laughs> Uh, it's incredible. Yes. That was yes. awesome. Uh, guys, yes. it, this has been a ton of fun. You guys, um, <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you guys forever. You guys seem like, as you said, Richard, total fun hangs. Um, uh, you have an infectious kind you. of personalities, and it's exciting to uh, see people find one another at whatever stage in the life that there are and uh, just be really happy uh, where they're at. So thanks for kind of being so open and sharing your story. And uh, before I let you go, uh, where can people find you on social? And obviously you got your, your podcast, uh, Tequila Talk, that people should definitely check out. Yes, and uh, Daisy's Daisy Fuentes Marks on Twitter. And Instagram. And, Instagram. and, and Facebook. And you can find me at michaelbolton.com. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um... Uh, <laughs> Oh God! Um, this was really fun for us too. In fact, when we, as soon as we had to take our little uh, techno- technological break, uh, we both were like, "Wow, th- like this was really fun." Yeah, this is really fun. I feel like when this is all over, we should all do this yeah. in the same room with a tequila. <laughs> Guys, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks again so much. Um, and uh, we all hope to to have relationships like you guys. And I really, I really mean that. You guys, um, I think. Gold. Um, to be able to be yourself and have a ton of fun doing it is, I think, what everyone wants. And just kind of be Thank you, Nick. Comfortable and you know what? Are, and so. I will, not to belabor it, but I think it's also important. Um, Daisy and I, I don't think that 48 hours go by where we don't acknowledge that to each other. Yeah. Where we don't, we'll be walking on the beach or we'll be in the car or we'll be just sitting talking and one of us will acknowledge to the other how lucky we feel yeah. to have this relationship important. in our lives don't yeah. take it for granted i uh it, it's it's a fun feeling you know it's fun to yeah. feel that and um like want to say it right you know sometimes yeah. you're in relationships and you're just like i feel like i'm supposed to compliment them or something no <laughs> as opposed no, to like you totally feel legit. it you're just like i am just yeah. really fucking thrilled to be here with you uh, it's a yeah. fun feeling. So, congrats yep. to you both on being able to to find thank it. You. And um, thank you. This was, was fun. Yeah. Um, thank you. Fun. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening. Don't forget to send your questions to asknickatcastmedia.com. That's what I want. When you guys come back, I hope to come on your podcast. But we come back on mine. You'll have to come on our Ask Nick, where we get callers and give relationship advice. Yeah. I feel guys. Great. Yeah. I, I really want to. I really want to hear both of yours perspectives um, on yeah. that. And I think that'd be a ton I of fun. I would love that. So maybe we'll do, you should come on ours and we'll do an Ask Daisy, Nick, and Dick. Great. <laughs> I'm, I'm All right, guys. All Thank right. you so much. Thanks so much. You guys much. be safe. All right, take, take care. care. All right, bye-bye. See ya.